Welcome to Coffee with Creators. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Michael. And this is our scrappy little podcast. A place where you can hang out with us while we talk about tech, photography, social media, and life as creative professionals. So grab your favorite drink and let's chat. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Really good, actually. How has your week been? My week has been very interesting, but also exciting. That's um, Maybe I shouldn't dive into it yet. How was your week? My week was good. Let me see. Um, today actually is my son's last day of kindergarten, which was so Aww. bittersweet to me. We were Zooming his teacher, like all of his little classmates, and they were all super excited that it was the last day. But me and his teacher were like, <laughs> <"Let's>, <laughs> I wanted to cry. Like, honestly, just sitting there on the couch, yeah. like I was almost in tears. I was like, how did this kindergarten year go so fast number one and number two like my heart just breaks that it was cut so short for them i know you know, I know. like I feel the same way every day his his teacher was she would like email us and she's like this part of the year you know this is what we would do and if you guys want to do it at home like you can here's the steps and i'm like oh he didn't get to experience like all the fun end of year kindergarten things you know yeah yeah but other than that, our week has our week has been good. Yeah, I completely yeah. relate to that. Yesterday, there was a parade of cars in front of the house because uh, so one of the neighbors, their kids, it was their birthday, and Aww. so they did the whole drive drive by birthday greeting. Mm-hmm. And as amazing as it sounds, because humans are just we just have that uncontrollable desire to connect with people mm-hmm. you know what i mean even as children mm-hmm. it's just we're just social creatures that's it yeah um as amazing as it as that was it was also very sad it made me really really sad yesterday yeah. because yeah i was looking at these kids and they were in their cars and they were mm-hmm. saying bye hello whatever and they, they had all their balloons and in my head it was all they want to do was just connect with each other yeah. just play just hold each other's hands or something and yeah, it made me sad. So I completely get that. Yeah, my, my daughter just asks every day when her school is going to open again. So I said, yeah. um, it's actually opening soon. Well, that's good. But I just don't feel comfortable yet, honestly. Yeah, we are, we're the same way. Not School won't be opening until, no, I guess, middle of August. But we are so like... We have so much cabin fever right now. We're just like ready to get out. We want to go on a vacation. And so we were trying to plan where to go, like probably July, end of July, closer to August. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had everything set out. We knew where we were going to go. We were going to fly and just stay like at the Legoland Resort in Mm -hmm. uh, Florida, which is only, I think, eight hours from us. But Mm-hmm. We hate driving with our kids in the car, so we were going to fly. And then the more we started thinking about it, we were like, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't yeah. get on an airplane and then be in like a giant hotel with a bunch of other people. Like, is this really a yeah. good idea? And then it made me so sad. I'm so sick of all of this. It's It has to end. <laughs> it has to end. But that's the thing. Like, the more we, we're smarter about what we do, mm-hmm. I think the quicker we can get out of this, right? Yeah. My cousin stopped by yesterday and I haven't seen her in forever. Mm-hmm. She said she enjoys the podcast, by the way. Oh, she listens thank you, to it every cousin. week. <laughs> yeah, she her name's Noelle. She oh, I um her name. she listens every every week, obviously, when she's at work. 
and it sucks because she dropped off presents for my for my kids and we were talking for like a good 40 minutes outside i was just by the door and she was outside and mm-hmm. you know i asked her if she wanted to sit down but she you know she was wearing a mask and she was you know a little away from me mm-hmm. she was telling me that she also realized that she is very sensitive she absorbs negativity or whatever it is she's very mm-hmm. sensitive and i said you know i realized that about myself remember i think the last episode or two episodes ago mm-hmm. i said that like i was really feeling that and i think this whole thing that's been going on has just um enhanced that feeling like it, mm-hmm. it made me more aware of what's going on because we're kind of forced to be quiet we're forced mm-hmm. to be to stay at home and just be alone with our thoughts and mm-hmm. this is why i'm doing this like this is why i like doing this podcast because this this honestly it's honestly chelsea this is the one thing i look forward to in a week like really? i get yeah i that's get awesome. i get to be myself i get yeah. i get to talk about you know all these things that's going in my head and i just feel like i'm part of society again when yeah i'm, I'm on same. here i get that i totally get that because i like you were saying and your cousin was saying like you're sensitive to kind of everything that's going going on and i think mm-hmm. that's one of my issues too like with this whole thing i don't know if it's because everyone like my family is always here at home and we can't i mean we feel like we can't like go and do everything and it's just really put a damper on everything but yeah like you said the podcast really it does really help because you feel mm-hmm. like you're able to talk to other people yeah you know like yeah. i feel like we're talking to our audience and to each other i don't know maybe it sounds weird but that actually makes complete sense to me. I mean, there's a difference when you post something on Instagram. Obviously, you're trying to paint the best light possible. Mm-hmm. You're trying to make the photo look good. Mm-hmm. And then you try to talk about your feelings or whatever, but no one can relate to that unless they yeah. really hear you say mm-hmm. it. So I think this is, yeah, that's like I said in the beginning, this is very selfish for me, this whole project, <laughs> because Michael I think just it likes helps to me. Talk. I know, I do like. <laughs> Which reminds me, I had a meeting yesterday with with a gentleman, and it was really interesting. I told him, "I'll be honest with you, I'm very nervous nervous before getting on this call." And he said, "Why?" Because I'm like, because I feel like everything that I'm gonna say just doesn't make sense. And he said, "No, you're you're fine." Mm-hmm. And he basically made a good analogy. He said, "Think of it this way: you, we are both reading a book, and you are just a chapter ahead." That means there are things that you know that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So eventually I might get there, but don't ever think that you don't have anything valuable to say. That's awesome. So he said, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you have to say is going to be valuable to someone like me. I said, that's a good way of putting it. You know, yeah. now I feel better, but I still talked his head off. I was just <laughs> still kept of rambling you on. Did. Of course I did. That's what we all love about Michael. He's a rambler. <laughs> One podcast isn't enough. I still have to talk to so many people. Speaking of being on other podcasts, did you hear that I was on my friend Roberto's podcast, the Shotgun I did. CEO? I did. I did see that. But that where so can fun. I listen to his podcast? I never really found the link or anything. Oh, I think it's on Apple Podcasts. That's where I listen to okay. that. It's okay. the, the Shotgun CEO. Ooh, cool. How was it? No, it was fun. I had such a good time. I've known him for a little while, I guess, mm-hmm. maybe like a year or something. And we've kind of talked back and forth about he owns Throwboy. I don't know if you've, I think you. I think oh, I, we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. The pillows, yeah. the incredible, mm-hmm. iconic pillows. But 
No, it was really cool. It was like I was talking to you, honestly, like just talking to a good friend. It was really cool. Hopefully That's insightful awesome. for someone. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. It, I'm sure it is. Yeah. It, we yeah. always feel we always feel that way about our stuff. We always feel about that. Like the, my pictures, when I share my pictures, I'm like, I hope this inspires someone. I hope this someone finds it. I don't know, appealing or mm -hmm. pleasing somehow. I think we will never get rid of that, that weird feeling because we still yeah. have our insecurities. We still feel that we're not good enough but honestly yeah. there's a lot of people out there who will tell you that you are enough you are good enough and you are just we're, we're just basically our worst critics that's we pretty are. much it yeah. i struggle with that literally on a daily basis when i go to put something out for the world and it's almost like i cringe like while i'm watching a video that i've posted or if I'm listening to something when I, you know, where I'm talking, I'm just like, oh, like it, this is terrible. So it's good to hear that I'm not the only one. I, I hate that we have to struggle with that. And I hate that we feel like we're not good enough, though. You know, we should talk about that. Definitely. We should talk about that because I think it's important for people to realize that they're not alone. Yeah. That it's not an isolated, it, maybe you'll find one or two people who, or just completely oozing with confidence and just greatness. I but, bow to them. I bow to right? them because I yeah. wish I had that. <laughs> I, I wish I had a smidge of it, but oh, yeah, no, just most a of us, a bit. just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> most of us are not like that. I mean, yeah. I do the same thing. I actually just made the video. It's only three minutes long and it's going out today. And that three minute video, I think I've seen it 15 times already. <laughs> I kept going back and forth and it's published, not published, but it's ready. It's mm -hmm. scheduled to publish today, but I kept watching it. I kept trying to find little things that, that would basically, I would talk myself out of it and yeah. just say, oh, you're bad or you, what you said was wrong. And then you get really, I get really overly defensive to the point where I'm like, maybe I should pin a comment. Cause I, I didn't know you could do that. You could pin a comment on, on YouTube. Basically, oh. that's going to be the, the top comment on like in the comment section. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did so that, that people yeah. can can see it. It's almost mm -hmm. like a what do you call it? Like a postscript. Mm -hmm. So I'm like looking for things that I can just so I can write a comment and then pin it and kind of just defend myself like, oh, I'm sorry I said this. Oh, I'm sorry I didn't do that. And then I'm like, you know what? Why? Yeah, <laughs> Why I should I do it? Right. So it's it's those insecurities. It's those um I don't know what you call it, but you, you're being overly critical about your work mm -hmm. yourself. And I think it's just natural for us, especially for creatives. Yeah, I struggle with it too. Every day. Every day. Every I know. And day. when I was younger, I really struggled with it. Um, and like right now, like as I'm older, it's really starting to come to light. Like I'm not the only one that goes through this. Um, but yeah, as a kid, I had a really hard time. I don't want to say I had a hard time. And maybe that's just me, like, in the back of my mind, like, hearing those teachers and stuff that I had. They were, like, I don't know. I was always kind of that kid where they were, like, whispering in the corner. Or I always felt, like, secluded from other kids because I didn't learn at the same pace as everyone else did. And so I think a lot of my insecurities for putting stuff out into the social media world, I think it really stems from that. From that. Yeah. I've always thought that I wasn't good enough or someone's stuff was always better than mine. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a struggle, but I think 
the more I post, the easier it gets. But I still have that. Oh, well, you're not good. You're you're not good enough. Like there's going to be somebody that's better. You know, it's like when I was a kid, I would always like look over to who was sitting next to me to like see what they were doing. And I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. well, mine is bad. Mine sucks. You know, that 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 sense of competition almost mm-hmm. not even competition because yeah. competition almost um, suggests that you want to win. Yeah. Right. It's not even that. You just want to be as good. I just, just wanted want... to be as good. Yeah. yeah because you just I be was. As good. I was that little kid and not that looks has anything to do with it, but I, when I was in kindergarten, I weighed 35 pounds. <laughs> I was like a stick. Like wow. if you can imagine a stick, that's what I looked like with long blonde or long brown hair. And so I was kind of that kid that got picked on because I was so small, not a ton. I didn't get picked on a ton about that, mm-hmm. but I, I felt self-conscious because I was so small. Yeah. And so I already had that going for me. And then I had the whole aspect of, you know, she's not learning as good as everyone else was. And, you know, I pretty much, the way my mother tells it, I pretty much failed kindergarten, but she, I think, paid my kindergarten teacher to <laughs> to teach me during the oh, summer so I okay. could go on to first grade. <laughs> I thought I was going a completely different direction. I was, oh, you la- I was laughing in my head. I'm like, "You're that's possible? <laughs> no, no, no. She didn't like slip her $100 bill just to let me pass. Like I still had to do some work, but I think it was like she paid my kindergarten teacher to like tutor me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, during the summer so I could go on to um, to first grade. But yeah, I all of that like always stuck with me like I was always in the resource classes I was always the kid that had to get like pulled out of class and go somewhere else you know so Mm -hmm. those those insecurities or those like that mindset has stuck with me for you know forever how did you how did you fare during your teenage years and your young adulthood yeah it was the same like I in high school I was the one that had you know, I was in like the lower classes, like I barely graduated. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I didn't really like think about the aspect of that I had a learning disability because everyone always was like, you're smart. You just don't care. But it wasn't that I did care and I did want to learn. I just I had a hard time learning, mm-hmm. like did, like taking in information and absorbing that information. And I think I just didn't have someone that would sit down and take the time and like really make sure I was learning the information. They were kind of just like, especially in high school, it was just like, okay, whatever, just pass her, just get her out, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it definitely got easier as I was into probably my 20s. How did you approach, like, if you were applying for a job or something or an interview, did you Um, find yourself kind of downplaying yourself or your talents or your skills? Did you ever notice you doing that? No, I don't think so. So I, the job that I did before I got married and started into photography and filmmaking, I worked at a vet clinic and I started at a vet clinic when I was 16 Mm -hmm. and I started as, so actually now that I think about it, yes, I definitely did do that. But I started 
at the vet clinic. I was 16 and I started in the kennel. We were all called kennel kids and it was like all of the little high schoolers. And all we did was scoop poop and did all the trashy work that no one else wanted to do. There's always a poop story with Chelsea. There's I don't know. Always I... a poop story. My God. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Anyways, okay. I, I stayed there at that same clinic until I graduated high school. And um, they, you know, I was working every day. I was always in the kennel and they needed someone to be a, a technician. Like they wanted to move me out of the kennel into another position. And all of those like same like school feelings came back. Like I always mm -hmm. felt that the other techs were better than me or that, you know, I was just like the underdog or I couldn't do things as good as they could until I met my very sweet and close best friend. She's still my best friend to this day. Uh, mm -hmm. Her name is Claire and she's actually a vet. She took me under her wing, so to speak, and she taught me everything that I knew from then until I left and because I got married and I moved to Texas. But yeah, she really helped me kind of pull myself out of that like you are as good as them. Like you are, you know, you're killing it in this job. Like you are the best, one of the best techs I've ever had. So having her and me being able to just be under her wing, so to speak, really helped. And that's, you know, come to think of it, that's when I came out of like that all shell. of that, that, mm -hmm. yeah, that kind of shell mm -hmm. of you're not, you know, you can't do this. You can do this thing called life. Like you're, you're no different than anyone else. So they just start approaching everything else with that mindset now that you're I good did. enough that, yeah, okay. I did when I was, you know, because I did that job until I was, I guess, 23, mm -hmm. I think so, from 16 to 23, and I knew it. Like, I was, you know, I then I, I felt like I knew what I was doing because I had done it for so long. I had that, like, mindset of... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the that confidence. Yeah, the confidence. That's it. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Confidence yeah. that I did know, you know, I had put in my time. I knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And then when I started this whole brand new thing of photography and, you know, filmmaking, it was it was right back to where kind of where, I don't want to say where I started, but, you know, like, oh, there's somebody better than you. And I kind of like I hate saying this out loud. Like, I feel like it's oh, woe is me. But. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not. It's real feelings, you know, that yeah. Yeah. everyone struggles with. That's and... that's a very good story. I mean, thank you for sharing, Chelsea, yeah, because a lot of people, I bet you a lot of people go through that as well. It's just they don't know how to express it. Yeah. But for you to be able to trace it back all the way, I think that's awesome. I mean, yeah. now I'm hoping that every everything that you approach has, you have a different mindset to it. I, I feel do. like you do. I, I mean, do. you wouldn't be here. Honestly, yeah. right now, you're doing something new right now. You're, you're in yeah. a podcast. You know, it takes, I learned this, um, it takes it takes guts to be able to do something new. And mm -hmm. I am very proud of myself. And I'm really doing it for my children because I want them to know, like, even if you do have a learning disability or even if they do say that you're not good enough to do mm -hmm. whatever, like, screw what they're saying like start something yeah. new have the yeah. guts to do it you know even if you do fail like you had the guts to start it mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah it's, it's really important for me failing isn't entirely i mean it's not necessarily a bad thing no, i try to learn. embrace failure as much as possible because all these great people the only reason they're great is because they failed 
way too many times yeah. like way too many times and then like uh, i think it was michael jordan who said this i don't know why i'm talking <laughs> i don't know why i'm using sports analogy because i i'm the last person to talk about sports but Same. yeah but right it's like i i remember seeing a quote by him something about the reason why he's really good is because you know he missed a lot of shots like he he was not good in the beginning in mm -hmm. practice just like you in the beginning it's just that it just sucks that you had to experience that as a child where you felt that people were were always judging you comparing mm -hmm. you and you know you can't help but carry that into adulthood yeah but then there was that point you just needed that little push that little encouragement from someone who actually believed in you mm -hmm. and and thankfully got you out of that rut yeah and now you can approach life with the same mindset knowing that okay if i do something new it's probably going to suck. It's probably going to make me feel like I'm not good enough. But always go back to that thought that, you know, it only, it only took one person to tell me, no, you just need to to, to practice a little bit and then you'll yeah. be fine. You'll get yeah. better and then you'll realize you're just as good as everyone else, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're enough. I mean, when I was a kid, I was going through something similar because like in my family, my I have three older sisters. Um, I think, you know, I have a twin, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm the younger of the twin by a minute. <laughs> Does he rub Sorry. that in your face? I feel like twins would to. do that. Yeah. yeah, he used to. He's like, I'm older than you. I'm like, okay. But um, <laughs> out of the, I have four siblings, basically, my, mm -hmm. my twin included, and three older sisters, and they were all smart. My dad always, because my dad isn't really the best with words. He means well. He just doesn't know how to say things. I remember all my friends, and you know, we were in high school, they would tell me stories about they were... They had awards. They were honor students, and I never had any it, of that either. I, I barely passed high school. <laughs> <laughs> I never had any of those, and they were, they were all that to them. That was like the norm, mm -hmm. and so I felt left out. And my dad would say, "You know, why are your grades so low? You know, there's no, like, no one in the family is this." He didn't use the word dumb, but <laughs> kind of to that effect. Basically, he's like, "Why yeah. are you your grades so low?" and to them, they just thought I was lazy. And Same. most of the part, I think I was really just lazy and or just really uninterested. Because even if I try, like you, I tried really hard to understand, to learn. I even put in some extra time sometimes to read and just try to digest the things that I'm reading. I just couldn't understand it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what it was, but basically I brought it all the way to uh, when I was in college. I remember taking the entrance examination for this university, for the university that we went to. And I was all um, very pumped up when I went to go get the, or take the test. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna ace this. And then after the test, I'm like, I feel so stupid right now. <laughs> like, I do not feel confident about that test. And I don't know if I'm gonna make it in. And yeah, like ever since then, I'm like, is everyone else smarter than me? Is everyone else just, you know, way, way, way above me? And then. But throughout college, I realized that it, it was like a fresh start for me. So I made it a point to try my very best. But I think at that point, I was more interested in the things that I was learning, the yeah. things that I was, I was doing. So that also started to reinforce in me that, no, you're just as good. It's just that, you know, you don't, don't let that past talking in, talk you into believing that everyone else is better. Mm -hmm. And the problem is we s get so much into our heads that people are thinking about us that we and get, you know, we lose exactly. We lose yeah. sight of it. And then we just eventually talk ourselves out of 
doing something just because mm-hmm. we're afraid, because we, we're afraid to be judged. But again, like you said, just just do it. And if you kind of suck at it first, do it again mm-hmm. and try to get better. Do it again, do it again. And then one day someone's going to look at you and say, look at you, you're an expert. And then you look mm-hmm. back, you're like, I'm not. I'm, I'm not an expert. expert. <laughs> I know. So people um, reach out to me all the time and they ask about my monitor or they'll ask about like the camera and stuff that I use. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like I just <laughs> bought this monitor. I didn't look at any of the specs. Like it literally took me three monitors to find one that went well with the MacBook. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this, but I was like, hold on, let me, let me Google the answer for you. Right. <laughs> just Google yeah. the answer. And then I like copy and paste and send it to them. Yeah. Like here, I found this on Google. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's funny though, because like the image that people see when they look at you or when they hear you is that they, you are an expert in that field. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're we're, like you, I'm just, I'm not an expert with, with setups. Mm-hmm. I'm not like people say, what's the best MacBook? pro out there for me i'm like i don't know i don't know what you do first of all i don't know what you do yeah i always say what's your budget that's all i say and i just and i go to the apple website and i build the the computer based Mm -hmm. on their budget and i'm like Mm -hmm. here you go but you know i mean i'm not an expert it's just but it's it we just come from a position where people think that we're experts but we Mm -hmm. all still go through the same struggles we're like I don't think I'm good enough. Granted, you and I have what we have under our belts is a little bit of experience. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Just a mm-hmm. little bit of experience before anyone else. Mm-hmm. So we're just a chapter I, ahead. Just exactly. Like- that's the thing. Just a chapter ahead. And so we are very much glad to share that information that we have mm-hmm. it, you know, to anyone who might be asking. One of those things that you have to really consider and think about the next time you start to feel that maybe you're not smart enough good enough or whatever all these people that you are comparing yourself to they're just a chapter ahead of you mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it they're just a chapter ahead of you and eventually if you keep on reading you'll get there mm-hmm. i think we talked about this in the last podcast about peter mckinnon when we said do you think he started we, off like that we did yeah i think was it our pilot episode or was it our i think s- it was the pilot episode yeah yeah and yeah. i'm sure he feels the same way like when he started like i'm not good enough i'm yeah. not and that that just ties in with the whole self-doubt and then mm-hmm. now you have self-doubt and now you won't even do anything because you're just too afraid yeah there is a lot of things that we that other people are better than us at yeah you and know, that's okay some, and that's okay yeah but you're always good enough to do the work that you're you're tasked to do mm-hmm. you just have to try to figure out what it is that i mean in anything if i'm learning to ride a bike the first time i'm not going to stop the first time i fall down and say i'm just not good enough to learn i'm just not good enough to to enjoy biking i'm going to keep trying and then people who don't know how to ride a bike look at me and they say look at him he's an expert i'm not i just fell down a couple times just like everyone else but that's okay my first youtube video was a vlog and i actually I really liked those vlogs because they showcased like just us as like a family. Like it wasn't any like structure that I was trying to stick to. And it wasn't any like information that I was giving out. I did do some reviews. (laughs) I watch those now and I'm like, why wasn't I afraid to post this? Because these are (laughs) terrible. (laughs) But I was really proud of those. Like I really thought that they were good. So I didn't have as big of a problem posting those as... That's great. I mean, it, it's not even a question whether they were good or not. It's just 
Yeah. Did you ever work up the courage to do something like that? Yeah. But because you did, because you weren't even thinking about it, because you weren't even afraid. Yeah. It's awesome that you have that there. And now you can yeah. look back and be like, okay, I can improve on this aspect. Because that's the crucial part, right? Like finding the things where we are weak at mm -hmm. and getting better at them. But yeah. we'll never get there if we don't keep trying have the courage yeah to, to try just that mm -hmm. that that initial push where mm -hmm. you realize that it's good enough right but right now it's good enough right now it's good enough but next time it's going to be better just keep thinking like that because See, that's that, the only way we progress that's really what i thought with my vlogs because mm -hmm. you know like i said it didn't have any like structure for them mm -hmm. i was just simply like posting a vlog and yeah. I was like, you know, I'm just starting out, so this is good enough. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay with posting this. So I think that mindset really did help me. Now that you say that, like this mm -hmm. whole podcast, this thing is new. I'm, I was afraid to start this, to be honest, because I've never done a podcast before. Right. I've never, I've never been a guest or anything. It's just part of my, one of the things that I've always wanted to do. And in the beginning, it's not like we were saying, oh, we're gonna be so good at it. No, actually, if you remember, we kept saying that we were probably going to suck at it. We and, So I actually went back and listened to the pilot episode just this morning. Uh -huh. And you said like on several occasions, well, we both did. We were like, we're complete noobs. I think I said we're at kindergarten <laughs> level. You were like, we're prepared for this to suck. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. so funny. I'm like, I'm glad we did that, though, because yeah, we too. just want to be like open and honest. Like, we are brand new at this. We aren't in a studio. Like, we are thousands of miles apart from each other right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, th I think what you hit it on the head. I think as soon as you accept it, that maybe you're not the best at it, but you're good enough, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're good. We're both good enough to, to learn how to, I don't know, press record. We're both mm -hmm. good enough to understand that maybe we should position our mics this way or maybe we should adjust our audio this way. Mm -hmm. We have the basic knowledge. We have yeah. all that stuff. So I'm glad that we did because I'm actually having fun doing this. I mean, oh, yeah. like I said, it's it's my my thing that I look forward to every week. You know, whoever is listening to this and wondering, maybe I won't share that post. Maybe I won't create that video. Maybe I won't do this. Just because you think you're not good enough, you have to really consider because or reconsider because um you are taking away an opportunity from i don't know yourself and for mm -hmm. other people to see your stuff just because exactly. you're you're afraid and yeah. it does help it does help that someone you know along the line encouraged you maybe mm -hmm. or encouraged me but i wouldn't go as far as to say that you need that i mean mm -hmm. it's it's necessary for for a lot of things but don't use it as a crutch i guess yeah that you can't improve, you can't get better. You have you have to dig deep. You, you really have to dig on, deep. You can do it on your own. It just for me, I was so young. I mean, at that point when I met Claire, I think I was eighteen, and mm -hmm. you know, I think at that point in my life, like I did need Claire as a crutch, like just yeah. to kind of get mm -hmm. me over that that mindset of you know you're just this yeah. little teeny scrawny girl, you know, like mm -hmm. so. But, but I'm no. sure at some point you also shared with her like your insecurities. Like you maybe did. Yeah, we yeah. were really close friends, and we still are today. She, um, every time I'm in Tennessee, I see her, and she still is my mom's veterinarian for Aww. for her dogs. So yeah, that's I see. cute. She's really my only friend that I have there in Tennessee because the others, you know, as I moved, we kind of split ways, and then my other best friend she moved. So it's just Claire yeah. is my my little bestie. But, that's awesome yeah <laughs> yeah so 
if you have someone to encourage you, that definitely helps. But it I think, does. But you don't need that for sure. I'm really uncomfortable sharing this, but <laughs> I was too oh, about my. But we're my, being honest. My yeah, growing up, I was really nervous. We're being honest. So I'm gonna sh I'm gonna <laughs> share with you a story. It's one of those things I put in the back of my head. But um, when I was younger, I think I was in high school. Like my sisters were asking us something about you know what we wanted to be when we grow up, and. You know, old school Asian family, and it's always like, "Do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be, do you want to be a, a lawyer or whatever?" My mom has this dream of being of us, one of us being an, becoming an architect. My dad was a very strict like business person, so he's like, "What do you want to be when you grow up? Like, you should start your own business or whatever." I had no idea what uh, how to start a business. I had no interest at all, mm -hmm. and. My sister was uh, one of my sisters. She's she has that mindset where she's like, you know, let's start a business or whatever. She's an entrepreneur at heart, which is mm -hmm. great. Actually, all three of them are. Um, awesome. And then, yeah. And then so this one sister, she um, asked me one day, she said, or she asked my brother first. She goes, what do you want to be when after uh, you graduate from college? And I forgot what my brother said, but it was something along the lines of maybe, you know, I'll consider law school or something and i know he just said that um because i i know my brother i don't think he'll ever consider law school so maybe maybe he did back then but um he said that so it, whether it was true or whether it was just to to keep them happy mm -hmm. you know that's what he said and this chelsea i will never forget because i've never picked up a camera at this point in my life mm -hmm. but i remember when she asked me what i wanted to be when i grow up when i grow up and i said i wanted to be a photographer she kind of stopped and then she's like, okay. And then she she went away for a few minutes. And then she came back. And she's like, do you think that maybe being a photographer on this side would be good? Like, maybe you should pursue something in the lines of becoming, I don't know, like an architect or a doctor or something like that. I forgot mm -hmm. what she said exactly. But she basically shot down my dreams before they were even off the ground. I was yeah. just prepping the plane and then it got shot down right away. <laughs> and the reason why I feel uncomfortable saying this because I knew that she didn't mean it that way. Mm -hmm. She didn't mean it that way. But the thing is like no one believed in me. No one believed in me in, in, in whatever. And so mm -hmm. throughout my adult, adult life, I always thought I was not a good photographer. Aww. I still to this day don't think I'm a good photographer. But oh, you I, are though. <laughs> Actually, I don't like being called a photographer. I'm really? using that. Yeah, I don't. And it's not a good thing. I want to embrace it. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm practicing it. So in my my resumes, I started putting photographer, even mm -hmm. though it made me feel really uncomfortable. And I would take pictures but never shared them because mm -hmm. I felt that I was not good enough. My, one of my cousins was very, very supportive. Um, she said, oh, maybe you should take a picture of uh, my, my friends or whatever. And so mm -hmm. every time anyone would introduce me as a photographer, I felt really embarrassed mm -hmm. because I felt like I was not, I did not, I was not worthy to be called that. Yeah. And it all stem, stems from that, that they didn't, she didn't mean it that way. She yeah. just, she, as a matter of fact, she actually came back because I was so upset that I was silent. I, I was basically fighting off tears. That's mm -hmm. what I was doing. I was trying not to, to, to cry. Mm -hmm. And she came back and she apologized. She said, I didn't mean it that way. You know, if you mm -hmm. want to pursue that, then yes. But that's the thing, though. Like, I had no encouragement. I had no nothing. Even when I met my wife, when I had that camera, I was taking pictures of my wife, My, you know, when we were still dating. She thought I was just playing around. 
she's just like, oh, this guy, he just likes his camera, whatever. I'll admit my wife is not the most supportive. She's not, <laughs> she, the, her way of supporting is basically letting me do the things that I'm doing. <laughs> she's That's like, oh, go ahead, yeah, go do your thing, whatever. But she's never <laughs> the type of person to say, oh, that's good, you know, keep doing that or whatever, never. And that's I don't fault so her, funny. yeah, I don't fault her for that. It's just her nature and yeah. she doesn't want me to fail. It's just that she doesn't care. She doesn't that's, care about that aspect, you know what yeah, I mean? So That's so funny because James is the complete opposite. He is the most supportive person in my life. Like, of course my family is supportive too, but he is like anything that I do, he's like, oh, that's so good. Like, that's the best <laughs> I've ever seen. And so like, I'm to the point with him now, I'm like, I can't ask you if it's good because you're, <laughs> you, you think it's good. You, of course you think it's good. Cause he just like, he has such a deep love for me. Like anything uh -huh. that I produce, he's like, I love it. It's the best I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. No, my wife is completely opposite. And That's so funny. she it's just funny. It's it's one of the things that I've come to love about her, too, because, mm -hmm. you know, I need that honesty. I need that. Um, it on If I'm being completely honest, it's one of the things that really pushed me mm -hmm. because I had to That's prove good. to myself and to other people. Just going back to my whole story, I had to prove to that young version of myself when my sister told me that, you know, Maybe you're not cut out to be a photographer. That's not exactly her words, but those mm -hmm. weren't her words, but that's how it felt, mm -hmm. right? That's how it felt. And it's like constantly trying to prove to myself that, no, you know, you can do this. You can practice. You can do this. You can get better. Mm -hmm. And every time my wife wouldn't encourage me or every time she would look at, <laughs> it's so funny, I would show her something, look at what I did. And she's like, okay. And then just like <laughs> walk away. I'm like, all right, I, I got a reaction. So that's good. Yeah, right. But my, brothers, you know, I use my brothers are the same way too. Like, I could literally take the best photo for the National Geographic. It could be plastered all over Times Square and they'd be like, eh, it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I totally get it. So I also understand that some people are just very uncomfortable sharing um, encouragement. Mm -hmm. So they don't necessarily mean that. Like my wife doesn't mean to put me down like that. Mm -hmm. it, she doesn't mean it. It's just, she doesn't, she's not the type of person to say, Oh, that's so nice. That's so good. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So I want to tell people that you don't necessarily need that encouragement. It's nice to have. It's good to have. And if you have it, then definitely appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But don't use it as a crutch. Like don't use yeah. it to be an excuse not to do anything at all or mm -hmm. to talk yourself down and just say that you're not good enough. No, you're, you're good enough. We're all starting from square one mm -hmm. and we've all started there. And so you just have to keep turning the page, go mm -hmm. to the next chapter. And then eventually you'll get to a point where people will look at you. You'll realize that wherever they are from their perspective, that's where you were. Mm -hmm. And people are looking up to you and they're saying, I can only dream or wish to be in that same level. You can. You, you can. honestly can. Trust me. If, yeah. if I can, and I'm nowhere even near where you are. You Don't know, say that. <laughs> at the, no, I mean, at, at this point, I mean, I'm not. Because, simply because you are chapter, like a few chapters ahead of me, and yeah. that's okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, and, you know, to, to go back and think about when I first started this whole, I called them office updates, and I know I've said that several times, but to, I had so much admiration for, like, your page and you as a creator, and then for 
us like for people to consider us like in the same boat is like mind blowing to me. (laughs) It really is because you were someone that like, I mean, you know, I got so much of my inspiration like from your Instagram and then here I am with like with a podcast with you. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. That warms my heart, but that also makes me feel uncomfortable because I don't I'm so see sorry. myself. No, it's okay. It's just I don't see myself that way. But I, I do. That's you know, I appreciate I, your words. I really yeah. do appreciate that. I just, yeah. you know, I'm really bad with um, responding to compliments. It's totally fine. So am I. I'm I don't know if you like, noticed like, that. Oh, thank you. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Then walk away. No, yeah. it's just, um, thank you. It's. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm. Ho- I'm happy that my work has somehow made people feel that way. I think that's why I like this podcast is because we can be honest. And that's the whole core thing about me. When I first started shooting my videos on YouTube, I was so hell-bent on trying to look cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) To the the point where I'm like, yeah, that's not cool at all. And then I realized something. The less I try to look cool, it's just the better it is yeah yeah because the, the less too. cool i am <laughs> it resonates with people it yeah. really does yeah. I just, i'm sorry i just imagine when you said you're trying to be cool because you have like all of that thick dark hair i just imagine <laughs> you as like one of the outsider like the greasers you're like just combing your hair and you're like <laughs> okay, I'm, good. Jacket. I'm good yeah you're like popping birds <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's just that was the first image that popped into my mind when you said you were trying to be cool. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. There's so many. I don't even want to remember them, but there were so many cuts to those videos and so many videos that I just trashed because. Oh yeah. yeah. I have so much footage on my hard drives that will never see the light of day. No, I deleted mine. Oh, you did? Oh no, (laughs) no, no. I I kept mine just. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I think I got this from Casey Neistat. Like he said he never deleted never deletes footage, like no matter mm. how bad it is. But he uses that footage to see how far he's come. So yeah. I was like, that's really that, good. That's good. I'm not I have do I it. have some baselines, you know, I have some yeah. private you know, videos of, you know, from back then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of the the more recent ones, because because I'm like, I'm gonna make more videos on YouTube and they're gonna look so cool. I'm gonna look so cool. <laughs> People are going to think I'm so cool. No, complete opposite. He's putting so Dapper I, Dan in his yeah, hair. Yeah. How much product do you have? Is that mud what you're putting in your hair? That? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just uh, I, I. that's why I think I appreciate this because we can just be ourselves. I don't know how we got into this whole conversation. Now, we might have to cut this, but I don't care if we don't. Probably. But um, <laughs> it's just that, uh, yeah, all that insecurity, all all the things, we all have our reasons. We all have... Mm-hmm. Are different backgrounds, right? Like our different stories. Yeah. We hope that you don't use that to hold yourself back. We hope that you're not holding on to it after so many years or however long it's been. Mm-hmm. You know, use whatever you have right now, whether it's having encouragement or having no encouragement to to break that mold. That so. I was gonna say, I definitely agree with that because once I kind of let go. Like once Mm. I kind of came to the realization, like this is who I am and maybe I do just need to try harder than others. I really began to soar. Maybe because it doesn't come easy for you, you have to work harder for it. You do appreciate it more. 
but again, thank you for sharing your story, Chelsea. I think you've yeah. inspired you've inspired me, honestly. So That's I feel good. like that can inspire other people too. Do you have any gear news for us today? I do. I you do. do. Exciting okay, share little some? Chelsea's gear segment. Yeah. If you heard last week's episode, I talked about new cameras that are being released this year from Canon. But since that doesn't really help you right now, I wanted to quickly tell you three great cameras that are available that you can go out and get right now. And all of these cameras are entry level and would be perfect for any photographer who is just getting started and has a low budget or a simple budget. First, I always suggest using what is available to you, whether that be you use a hand-me-down camera or one that you got cheap off eBay or the camera that you have in your pocket right now, which is your cell phone. Before we even talk about this list that I have, I want to say that I'm a Canon fangirl, but I have thrown in one Sony camera just for Michael. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But that's not going to be the first one. First, first, of course, we're starting with the Canon RP, which is a great little compact, full-frame mirrorless camera with a fully articulating flip-out screen. This would be good for photographers and also for videographers if you're just getting started with YouTube or vlogging or whatever that might be. The second one is the Sony a7 II full-frame mirrorless camera, which is priced at somewhere around $900 right now. I think it's on sale at BAH and probably Best Buy, but that makes it a great camera for any creator who is, of course, just getting started. And lastly is the Canon 80D, which is not a mirrorless camera, but still a great starter camera and was actually the first camera of Canons that I ever owned. I love that camera until it went tumbling off a cliff in Hawaii and landed in the ocean. So wow. there- <laughs> That camera's seen stuff. It has. It's <laughs> currently being eaten by the fish. That wraps up my camera gear segment, and I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you for, for the, the gear news, Chelsea. Yeah, I always I'll, enjoy that. I want to add those prices that I gave were just for the body. So you will have to spend a little bit more to get a lens. But if we're talking about lenses, I always suggest starting with a Nifty 50 or any prime lens because they're cheaper and it's really a good place to start. That's where I started. I started mm -hmm. with a Nikon D610. The Nikon at that or the D610 was actually an older camera, but it was one that fit in the budget that I wanting, wanted. And I was solely focusing on photography then at that point and not videography. So I I just went with the D610 and I really enjoyed it for a while. Yeah, Nikon kind of sucks in the realm of videography. They do. That's why I sold yeah. it and got a Canon um, 70D or a, no, 80D. Then I dropped that in the ocean and got a 5D Mark IV. <laughs> now the ocean has it. <laughs> the ocean. Well, thank you for, for the gear news, Chelsea. You're welcome. Always enjoy that. Um, yeah. Should we go down our list of questions? Did you get any questions from anyone yesterday? I did. I did get some questions. All right. Did you follow the rule? Not read any of them? Or... No, I read them. Oh, you did? <laughs> Was that a rule? I'm sorry. <laughs> Not really. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I want the element of surprise. You know I don't follow the rules. I got a lot of like trash bag ones. Me I too, got, actually. We might not have in a lot of questions. So I got can... I got a few good ones. Um, okay. Oh, here it is. I found it. It's from your brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> your brother's five. That your twin brother is five in between, right? Yes. He's the one that did our logo. He, yes. Yeah. Okay. 
So this is from five in between, and it says, how much of a procrastinator are you? Oh, I am the biggest procrastinator you will ever meet in your entire life. <laughs> Chelsea has projects that were due yesterday. Oh, yeah. Tell Michael, like, I will be sitting on the couch and he'll be like, you ready for the Zoom? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Just give me like 20 minutes. <laughs> give me 20 minutes. I'm ready. I wait. I wait for the last second. If it doesn't have to be done right away. It isn't getting done until like 10 minutes before it needs to be done. Is someone on fire? No, then it'll wait. It'll I can make it wait. Yeah. Are you dying? You can wait. My kids absolutely hate it because they're like, they can't be. They're not self-sufficient. So they rely on us heavily. Yeah. And they're like, mom, can you give me something to drink? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing that right now. 20 minutes later, I'm dying of thirst. Do you think it's a it's a thing for for creatives or creators in general to procrastinate? Because I do the same thing. Do you? I don't really yeah. know. I've not talked to enough creators about that on that topic. So I don't I know. I feel like the pressure is making me feel creative. Right? <laughs> that added pressure. The added pressure, like I get stuff boom, boom when I am right. like under pressure. <laughs> I have to look into that because I still don't understand why we do it. Like, I see memes about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen memes, too. I've seen memes about it because I guess it's a thing. So you are that's not alone. Good. That's good. Is your brother right. a procrastinator, too? Is that why he asked oh, the question? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah. I think everyone is. Yeah. But I don't understand why because I can't answer that myself. But, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a question. It, this is from The Holiday Family. How do you get going with podcasting and does it pay? Interesting question. Good question. So the answer is eventually. eventually. But for Chelsea and I, we are completely new to this. And so we did a lot of research in the beginning. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of research and we basically just have the bare minimums of making a podcast, which is you need a mic, you need to record your voice and you need to stitch them together if you're not recording in one room. Mm -hmm. So let's just say you have the um, the audio ready. And all you got to do is find a platform where you can upload that audio. And then that platform will basically push it out to the podcast world, which is through iTunes or Spotify. Or there's a number, like there's a couple of different ones, there's but the most popular ones, are, yeah, the, the most popular ones are uh, iTunes and Spotify. And so we didn't know this when we first started this, like we were doing research and some of these um, platforms or websites, they offer it for free, but you're limited to maybe an hour or maybe one episode a, a month. Yeah. So you have to pay extra to, if you want to put out more content out there. But the one that Chelsea and I chose was Anchor, Anchor FM, right? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an app that you can download, but you can. So the idea for this app is that you can speak directly into your phone, basically recording your voice and then just hit submit. And then you have mm -hmm. a podcast out there. Or if you have something pre-prepared, like what Chelsea and I do, because we have to edit this this together since we're both we're obviously not in the same room. Um, you can do it through their website. And the thing is, it's free, which is great. That's why we went with it because it's That's free. That's exactly why we went with it. <laughs> yeah, so um, there's a lot of avenues out there. Anchor seems to be working fine. Like yeah. we like it and it's free. Um, I don't know any limitations, honestly, because we've never really tried anything else. 
but that's pretty much it just um start recording and then upload it to whatever platform that you choose and it'll push it out to to the different um services that that stream the podcast it might take a while it really does the work for you i mean you just upload it and then you know it lets you know as so i think it took two to three days to get it onto spotify and Mm -hmm. then two weeks to get it on itunes but we didn't have to do any like extra work it was just it just let us know that it was on there we were so, just waiting and pretty, excited. We were like yeah. little dogs just waiting for the owner to come back. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, iTunes. But yeah. Um, as far as getting paid, no, Chelsea and I are not getting paid for this. We're and not. it's one of the things that we obviously we're putting some time into it and some effort. Who doesn't want to be get who doesn't want to get paid, right? Um, mm-hmm. but we haven't really looked into that yet. Uh, the goal for us really is to just try to grow this as best as we can because like i believe that before you even consider getting paid for anything you have to come from a point of you know are you offering anything of value so for me and chelsea right now we're not we don't have a big following yet we're not doing this um full time so it's hard for us to really even consider that some podcasters get paid a lot Mm-hmm. And um, they get paid through advertising, just like most things mm-hmm. through, you know, whether it's they they uh, sell ad space on the podcast or whether they just talk about a certain product. Um, but, yeah, those are the only ones that I know that will pay you to um, to podcast. It's definitely worth considering. I mean, Chelsea and I have our Instagram accounts and, you know, Instagram is free. You mm-hmm. can post whatever um, you can monetize that in the sense that if you have a good following and if you have good engagement and just people trust you then companies might approach you and say you can if you can endorse a certain product then they'll pay you for for this and that so i i think podcasting is pretty much the same yeah it really is it really is similar to instagram so to speak because it's you don't have sound it's just our voices you just hear our voices yeah. you don't see anything <laughs> yeah not yet <laughs> This is a good one. This is from Craig Steller. And it says, what is one thing in your office that you would save if it caught fire? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know Craig. He's a Steller podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we're just going to separate my office from my house. Because obviously, if (laughs) my house is on fire, I'm going to get my children out. (laughs) But we'll just say that the house doesn't exist um i guess i would save one of my cameras probably i don't know like just mm-hmm. probably grab a camera on yeah. the way out i guess just the one yeah so i my would have something are... to continue my business with right i'm, I'm gonna cheat on my answer i'm gonna be I'll, I'll grab one of my bags and fill it with cameras and stuff okay you cheated <laughs> i am i'm cheating but no that's a good question but i'm I'm, I was actually thinking about a camera myself, and then I looked at Wally, and I'm like, I'm never gonna find that Wally again. So should I just grab that one? And just just grab Wally. It's like a twenty dollar toy. Oh but God, if I'm funny. really, <laughs> if I'm really thinking about it, I might grab my my MacBook. Yeah. Has, yeah. So I, I can probably would too. There's so much. Well, I don't know. If I'm really thinking about it, I would probably grab my hard drive because it has everything on it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Craig, why do you put us in this situation? Why it's so do uncomfortable you? To, yeah, what's wrong with you? Questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, I have one question from it's one of those names that I would prefer not to say mm-hmm. because I don't know how to pronounce it, but 
The question is, best lens for a Sony A6400? And that's a good question. That's a good question a lot for of, Michael. Yeah, a lot of people start off with the Sony A63, A6000, or even A6400 as your first mirrorless camera. Um, my first lens, aside from the, uh, the, the kit lens, was a Sigma 35mm 1.4, which is, a, you know, I would say affordable. I think it was like around... 300 something dollars super sharp super you know fast lens and mm -hmm. at 35 millimeters it's not a wide angle lens for a crop sensor camera mm -hmm. but it's good enough it's it's i would compare that to a nifty 50 on a crop sensor just because it's not so wide it's like a medium you know medium yeah. lens mm -hmm. but it's super sharp and that you get like the like the really nice blurred background mm -hmm. um if you can add a little bit more to your budget i would definitely uh, recommend the sigma 16 millimeter so same company but instead of 35 16 millimeter 1.8 i think or 1.4 because that's the most popular one because mm -hmm. it makes your little um crop sensor camera feel like a full frame camera because it's so wide and oh, um, super okay. sharp yeah yeah it's that's, that's cool. that would be my recommendation i like sigma lenses and tamron lenses they're they're a good alternative for someone mm -hmm. who doesn't have a giant budget for canon or sony glass they actually make me wonder like why would you even buy the expensive ones i'm sure if you're really technical about your it's lenses the name yeah Probably. i mean i'll I, I feel like if i have like a, a g master lens that costs twice or three times more than my tamron my photos are still going to look the same. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, <laughs> maybe it's just the same. That it's just a personal satisfaction. You know what I mean? Having a Canon. Yeah, of having or like a Sony? really super fast and super really nice lens. I'm sure they're good lenses. Probably. It's just that, it's just that I don't feel like I need to invest in it. Anyway. I've invested so much money. <laughs> that could be a whole nother episode. <laughs> you know how much, how much kids you could have fed through your lenses. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm just looking around in this room and I'm like, you know, when you really sit back and think about it, like, do I need any of this? You know? Right? <laughs> yeah. God. I know. I know. It feels, I feel like crap right now. Right. But um, do you have any more questions? Um, this is a good question. It's from Chris. Wilmshurst. Do you know mm. him? I feel like you know him. I think so. Why do you get normal sounding names? Because they know. <laughs> they know I couldn't pronounce them. <laughs> Anyways, it says, how do you feel about Instagram accounts poaching your photos and selling affiliate items through your work? Ooh, that's an entirely different topic that, that I want to explore. That but yeah, could be don't... like an episode. For me, I know Michael will have like a really deep <laughs> converse, like answer but mine is just going to be it makes me really sad <laughs> mm. it makes me sad that us as creators or photographers or whatever filmmakers pour our heart and soul into something and then you know we work really hard at it and then someone who is lazy is mm -hmm. stealing that photo and getting you know getting money from it it's really sad I hate that mm -hmm. You know, and then that could go back to maybe they don't feel like they're good enough to produce their own creative content. They feel like they have to steal from others. It's it's sad. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's um, in a nutshell, that's pretty much it. I mean, that makes me angry. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you they share it. 
what I care about is they make money off of if it. If they're making money, so, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. care if people reshare. That's our, yeah. actually that's how I really got started was mm-hmm. bigger accounts like Dream Setup and some of the others. Yeah. They shared yeah. my photos and then other people found my account. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, that I don't care about. Just don't try to make money off of my hard work. Yeah, when when someone makes money off of it, that's that's when it gets that. I I've personally gone out of my way to message some of these people. It's just courtesy. Ask mm-hmm. first. Most likely, I'll say no because again, it's not it's not your creation. It's mm-hmm. it's just that's just not right. Like it's in not. any form that you think about it, like if someone stole someone else's idea or whatever and made money off of it, that's just not right. So, yeah. so my next question is from William Donaire. Did I say your name right? I hope I did. Would you rather vacation in Hawaii or <laughs> Alaska and why? So my answer would be Hawaii because I've never been to Alaska. Although I heard Alaska is beautiful. So yeah, I love Hawaii. I'm very partial to Hawaii. So Hawaii it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer. There's your answer. (laughs) Why? We should maybe you should say why. Oh, um, well, I am not too keen on cold weather. I lived in Baltimore, Maryland for three years, and we've I froze to death for three years. Um, and I I don't like scraping snow off my windshield, and I don't like having to shovel my driveway to have to go somewhere. So yeah, and I'm just an island girl, like at heart. So this, this one is from Michael Evans and it says, what are your thoughts on frequency of posting over quality? And if quality is better than quantity, what would you feel to be a comfortable rate of posting? So I always say quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. I would rather have, you know, take longer times in between posting to make sure the post that I am posting is as good as I can get it uh, rather than just shoveling a bunch of content out there that I don't think is as good. Yeah. That makes sense. That's a, that's a good answer because the, there seems to be two um, school of thoughts when it comes to this, like two different types of practices. I think when it comes to posting, some people would argue to death that you need to post every day. Mm-hmm. That you would you need to post frequently because that's how people remember you. Um, to that, I say, they remember you for the quality of your work, mm-hmm. not you know what I mean. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's like that little kid that goes, "Mommy, mommy, mommy," or "Daddy, daddy, daddy." Like I know, I know. <laughs> like give me a second. So, to that's me, that's kid. just how I treat my my stuff, my my work. I'd rather, you know, sometimes I actually prefer to let it sit there for a while, you know, kind of marinate. Um, because it's nice to be missed, I feel like, mm-hmm. or I don't know, there's just different ways of, of doing it. But I don't believe in the whole, you have to post every day consistently. There's no real rate to me uh, mm-hmm. as as far as frequency goes. It's just in my own um, comfort level, I would probably post at least, like the least amount of posts I would probably do would be once a week. That's the least. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, I post every two or three days unless I have a lot of content, then I post every day just because I need to get them out the door. Yeah. But um, for the most part, I don't obsess over it. It's just quantity. I mean, it's quality, definitely, because you could be posting a lot of um, photos, but they don't mean anything. Yeah. And then you end up being just like spam. People will get tired of you. Yeah. So I really take it in spurts. I mean, 
there's been weeks that I've posted every day. There's been weeks that I've posted twice. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so with me, though, I go going back to the procrastination, I never have, like, a backlog or, like, stuff that... <laughs> You know, like, oh, I've got this po this photo that I could post. Mm -mm, no. I take the photos that day that I'm going to post them. Yeah. <laughs> so Chelsea works off the cuff. I work <laughs> off the cuff. It's so sporadic for me. It's crazy. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm it's it's um it's preference, I think. Mm -hmm. you, if you feel like posting every day works for you, it definitely doesn't work for me just because it doesn't align with what I believe in. Like I, like I said, like my intention, like why would I post every day? Is my intention to be memorable? Then if that's my intention, my, my way of approaching that would definitely be different. It would definitely be more memorable quality content over frequency. Mm -hmm. So maybe it just varies from people to people. Yeah, I'm sure it does. And I always tell everyone, like, find what works for you. Because what works for me is not going to always work for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, vi and vice versa. But <laughs> This question is sent in by Marcus. Marcus Hand. Or Marcus Handel. <laughs> I was about to say. Marcus Handel 1. Sure oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going crazy. Marcus Handel 1. Okay. Maybe you could also discuss how to get your first clients. The second and first are probably going to be friends. Uh, it's in close, opening close parentheses. So I think what he was saying is that um, how do you get your your succeeding clients? Just because most of us, when we start off, it's going to be our family or friends who mm -hmm. said, um, you know, if I said, hey, yeah, I'm doing graphic design, probably my mom who would say, design a card for me. <laughs> mom, we live in the same house. No, yeah. it's just, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So how do you find your, your first client? Um, I always come from a point of relationship, honestly. Um, I believe that people will trust you not because of the, you know, how wonderful your work looks. A lot of people do obviously, but think of it this way. If, um, if you meet a, a client for the first time, they know nothing about you and you have nice work, right? Mm -hmm. They still are more inclined to go by referral than by your portfolio. So if you can somehow put yourself out there, especially if you're starting off, I'm just coming from a point of view, like you're young, you're you're in the beginning stages of, of becoming a freelancer, for example. Um, I'll give you an example, just if you can, go out into your local community and if you like well not right now but um <laughs> yeah it's my my old example has always been if you have a favorite coffee shop for example a local coffee shop you and you frequent that you could probably ask them hey um i'm a graphic designer what can i do so that i can have my card here in this coffee shop so that's so for someone else who can um who walks in they might be able to see it like you can do an exchange of services you can say I'll do, I'll create your brochures for you. And in exchange, I'll have a little placement here for my, my cards and that's it. Or mm -hmm. when I, when I, what I did when I was um, starting off before is that I did some work for free for friends and family. And the only thing that I requested from them is that I actually said it like this. I said, I'll do this to you for free. And the only thing I ask is that the next time anyone, um, if you hear anyone asking or looking for a designer that you think of me and that's all. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And that brought me a lot of um, new clients, honestly. So it's just those relationships. Yeah, that's how I got my first clients. Just basically putting my work out there and putting, you know, a good word for me. So Mm -hmm. you can start off with friends and family as long as um, they, they direct other people to you. You know what I mean? So that's how I advertise myself because it's word of mouth, because it's mm-hmm. from someone that they trust. Um, you are more likely to get clients that way than just putting your portfolio into the, I don't know, the vastness of that, the internet. Um, yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, that is similar. I did um, some photo shoots for my very close friends that we lived with or not lived with. They had their own house. We had our own house. Um, that we lived in Hawaii with and same they you know spread my name about their friends that weren't mutual friends of mine but also I did some some shameless plugging and would hand out my like business cards at like Target in places (laughs) because I was always carrying around like a camera because at that time we were vlogging Mm -hmm. and so I'd always have a camera and people would ask. And so when people would ask, I'd be like, here, here's a card. This is where yeah. you can find me. And it would, you know, there was like a scan code on the back that they could just scan with their phone. It would take I them directly the to QR my code. website. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did the it same worked. thing. It worked. Yeah. So don't discount the the old school way of doing it, which is giving out business cards. Because um, sometimes. Never discount that. Yeah. All it takes is like you know, face to face, like them seeing you, exactly. seeing that you're a real person and then mm-hmm. they can go to your website and see, oh, well, this real person that I just saw, like really does good work. So, so I guess the lesson here is that don't just put out the uh, merchandise or not merchandise, but like marketing materials out there without a follow up of whether of either you actually pitching yourself to someone like they can see your face, they can hear mm-hmm. your voice or someone's recommendation. Yeah. Because a business card is just a business card. But if yeah. like Chelsea's business card is right in front of her and she can give it to someone, yeah, it's just a stronger connection there. And if like say a friend of mine gave a business card to someone else and backed up with my friend's good um, review, for example, or mm-hmm. recommendation, yeah, the likelihood of you getting your next client is, is higher. So mm-hmm. definitely try to, to add more on top of your already prepared uh, marketing um, material, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you say. know, you really just have to put yourself out there like as hard as it is. And mm-hmm. you have all of that self-doubt in your head and you have all of that other stuff. You really just got to jump out there because honestly, if you don't, you're not going to get that first client or that second no. client. Yeah. And don't so. worry because it snowballs, right? Like in the beginning, yeah. you, you might not get anything at all. Mm-hmm. But once you get your first one, that first one is going to be fuel for the next one because yeah. now you have a little bit more confidence and you can actually put that in your resume. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I worked with this person. Yeah. And then when you get your second one, you can say, oh, yeah, I worked with this person and this person go on, you know, and so yeah. forth. So the more you do it, the more you put yourself out there, it's going to get easier for you. Absolutely. Yeah, great question. Great yeah, question. Really good questions. I have um, one more and I think that will be the last one. Okay. Um, This is from Maxwell, and he said, which professional experience is the most valuable that you made? Hmm. Which professional experience is the most valuable professional experience? So if I'm guessing, if I'm trying to understand that, is it the most, like the decision that you made in your professional life that was the most valuable? That's what I'm thinking. Okay. The most important this professional decision that I've made. 
would be to decide to go freelance. And it wasn't easy because I was kind of forced into that situation, but mm -hmm. I still had to make a decision, right? Like I had mm -hmm. to make a decision whether I wanted to go back to working for, for someone else or, you know, find some, some sort of comfort in something that's familiar or mm -hmm. venture out into something that's really scary and very much unknown. Mm -hmm. So I'm very glad that I did that because otherwise I wouldn't have any of this, like this podcast, this, mm -hmm. my Instagram, all the, the connections I've made. Yeah, I think I value connections a lot more mm -hmm. than anything else. And if I didn't do that, I definitely would still be in that same bubble where mm -hmm. it's like, it's the same people that I know, it's the same thing that I do. And I wouldn't really realize my potential, right? Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to reach that. But if I stayed where I was and didn't make that decision to, to try being a freelancer, actually, you know what? I should say I even, it wasn't even a decision to try. It was a, it was basically like, it's, it's either I do this or we, I starve, you know, kind yeah. of that desperation, which I feel like should be a good topic. <laughs> yeah, that is a good topic. There's so many. I don't think we'll, I, I don't know. think we'll have a problem with continuing episodes so. and seasons. I don't think so either. Thank you again, guys, for listening, for tuning in. I hope we've given you some sort of value this episode. Um, it, it was like a, a lot of feelings being shared today. So was. <laughs> I, mean, I hope it was. I want you guys to know that it was kind of tough for me to open up and tell that side of my story because that's something that I don't really like to share because it's almost kind of embarrassing for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I've come to realize that other people have you know, similar stories to me. And so if I can open up and tell my story, that will help someone maybe not feel like I did as a kid. So yeah. I hope I hope somebody got something out of it. Thank you for sharing that, Chelsea. That's You're really, welcome. Yeah, it's really brave of you. Brave of you. Um, because of you, I started to share my own story, which is, That's I felt awesome. really uncomfortable too, but yeah. yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you again for, for tuning in. And guys, we are just going to ask you, very i mean we would really really very much appreciate it if you could rate us on apple podcast and leave a review if you can um we were just talking about how we've been getting some feedback and people are discovering this podcast and it's really exciting for us because if we can sustain this if we can if we have more people listen to us um we can bring more to the table mm -hmm. is what i'm trying to say and that's very exciting i mean we really just want to build a community around this so that people can have a voice creatives mm -hmm. creators can have a voice just like us um we're just like you guys it's just we are um i guess dumb enough to be brave and put this out <laughs> dumb enough. we were dumb enough to take the leap off the mountain and post our scrappy little podcast yeah out there into the world so there you go yeah <laughs> but let this be your voice so yeah. we would very much appreciate it if you could share it too um anyway so we will see you guys again next week and thank you for tuning in yeah see you guys next week bye bye